Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Orangio coming to you live, Bill Ford, Tough Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Giants beat the Vikings. Daniel Jones plays his best game ever in his biggest game ever. And they are moving on to face the Philadelphia Eagles in the divisional playoff round. And, you know, I'm sure the Eagles aren't thrilled about this particular game, quite frankly. I mean, this is a division rival, the way that they looked yesterday. I mean, uh, the Eagles don't, they don't, they don't want this. Because also, if they lose, I mean, if they lose, period, as a one seed in a divisional round after a bye, that's going to be embarrassing and terrible for them. But it ends up being to the Giants. That's like, you know, worst case scenario for them. Just like, now, this morning is worst case scenario for me, and I think you're going to agree with me on this. Now, I, I, the entire year I've laid off Kirk Cousins because I've seen him from week one just be a different player, and that's what I'll give Kevin O'Connell uh, respect for. But you know, he, he the, the story of the game was not him being him, and I understand that last play people want to crush him and say, oh, you know, Kirk Cousins lost another game at four o'clock and blah 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 and prime time and look, he threw a three yard pass on a fourth and eight with the season on the line. He he stood in there. He made the throws. He gets his ass kicked. He gets right back up. He's earned the respect of that team. It, Daniel Jones outplayed him yesterday, hands down. There's well, no, Daniel Jones does other things, right? There's no doubt about that. But but it, this was not a LOL Kirk Cousins day at all. And no. that 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 was bothering me yesterday. The 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 blame goes to or the credit goes to the Giants' offense. You know, the blame goes to the Vikings' defense uh, in this game. That, that to me, was the bigger story than anything Kirk Cousins ended up doing. I mean, you gave up 31 points to a team that's only scored 31 points once in its prior 45 games. Yep. So, um, you know, it's all defense, man. Defense wins championships. I will say that somehow, some way, they took uh, Justin Jefferson out of the game. And I would just say that going into the fourth quarter, you got to believe that he's going to be a presence. And they didn't even target him in the fourth quarter. Nope. So that is a that is a huge mistake, and you know maybe that's why Hawkinson got as many catches as he did. And by the way, you know throwing the ball short of the sticks, sometimes you have to do that, especially when it's on fourth down and you got a steamrolling defensive lineman at three hundred and forty pounds and six foot six coming right at you. Yeah, and you have you don't have a chance to throw the ball down the field. And, and quite frankly, you know what you're hoping is that. You know, you get the completion, and then a guy's got to make a, he's got to break a tackle. And in this case, Xavier McKinney won that battle. He had yeah. a great tackle and brought Hawkinson right to the ground. And, you know, that's two players. And I would just say that I believe it, being in that situation, when things are collapsing around you, and you got to make a decision quick. It's either that or throw it up down the middle and then just hope. 
Right, and and that's the difference between Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins in that situation as well. Is, is Kirk is not breaking the pocket. He's not running around. You very rarely see him throw on the run. So in that situation with Dexter Lawrence right in his face, it's basically two decisions. One is to throw it to T.J. Hawkinson, who was open with Xavier McKinney right on him, but still at least was open enough to catch the ball and hope to God he makes a play or gets sacked. You know, whereas a mobile quarterback, you know, like Daniel Jones, might be in that situation, get out of it, roll out to the left or right, make a throw, or maybe even run for the eight yard and get that first down. So it's just, I, I don't, I don't blame him for that. I don't. So you know, the other thing too, think about this for a second. You actually spoke this game right into existence over the last three weeks. You were spot on about Daniel Jones driving you crazy, Saquon Barkley running for long runs and short third downs and all of these different things. You know, now the giant defense is going to face what your Minnesota Viking defense faced. Yeah. They're going to face a mobile quarterback that is probably going to run between 10 and 15 times, gain about maybe five or six first downs. And Wink Martindale is going to have to come up with a game plan that is completely different uh, because they have two outstanding wide receivers, uh, a really good tight end, and a quarterback, and an offensive line, assuming that Lane Johnson is back in this game. That's going to be really, really difficult to deal with. All right, let's get back to it. I want to go to Larry in Virginia. What's up, Larry? Hey, Boomer. Hey, Gio. How you guys doing? All right, Larry. How are you? All right. Hey, I was just, I feel sorry for you, Gio, man. You did your dance last week. Thought about you this week when we're watching the game. Don't feel too bad because you can't put your hat uh, on a guy or a team that doesn't do well over the years. And the Giants are still the Giants. You know, uh, they're, they're going to become themselves. Daniel Jones is still Daniel Jones. You know, these Giants fans getting all excited and happy. I understand. Yeah, I, that. Larry, see, this is where I have to disagree with you. I, I don't know how this morning you can say that. I mean, he played his best game. He, what he did throwing the ball and passing the ball is historic. I think it was, I think the stat was up there earlier on CBS Sports Network and to throw it back up there. It was like him, Steve Young, and Michael Vick, maybe, who threw for that many yards and ran for that many yards in a playoff game. So, I mean, if you want to call next week if Daniel Jones has a bad game and say, hey, look, you know, he's had a great season, but but that was a terrible game, then fine. That's the day to do it. But And, and thanks for feeling bad for him, but I think you're wrong. I mean, this is not the day to say that Daniel Jones got lucky or Daniel Jones is still Daniel Jones and the Giants are still the Giants. I mean, they got into the playoffs, they won a playoff game, and Daniel Jones put the team on his back to do it. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, he threw the ball about as well as you, you're ever going to see him throw it. I mean, and I think somebody called in earlier this morning talking about how a three-point shooter just starts shooting, and next thing you know, you got Darren Williams, and he hits like 13 in a row. Yeah. Um, I, I just, it's it was, he was spot on yesterday, you know. We used to wake up in the morning on game day and you just say, man, you know, hope the ball's coming out of your hand the right way. Just hope the ball's coming out of your hand the right way. And those, those are the insecurities of the position. And Daniel had one of those days where everything was locked in yesterday. And he was reading the defenses. Not only was he reading the defenses when it came to throwing, and boy, was he accurate. You could see the steam on the ball. But he was also uh, reading the defenses when it came time for him to run. He made very few mistakes, if any, really. I mean, and the ones that he may have made were so inconsequential because everything he was doing was right. And they should have had another touchdown if Bellinger hadn't moved. Yeah, that's right. And uh, that was that was definitely a critical play in the game that, that allowed it to stay close. But the, the Giants were just far and ahead better. And just about every 
every player, every unit was better than what the Vikings had. You know, Daniel Jones was better than Kirk Cousins. Isaiah Hodgins was better than Justin Jefferson. Collectively, the defense was much better than what Minnesota threw out there. I mean, it was just uh, across the board. It was just check mark, check mark, check mark for the Giants, and it could have been even worse. Yeah, I mean, the, it could have been a, certainly a two-score game for sure. The other part about this game from the defense's perspective, and I know you're playing against Minnesota, so they tend to throw a little bit more than they do run, uh, but this is the first game uh, that they have held an opponent under 80 yards rushing. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> First for everything, right? Yeah, exactly. Sorry about that. First for everything. First one score loss for the for the Vikings this year, of course, in the playoffs. They put a lot of pressure on their defensive line because, like I said, from a season high or average of forty four percent blitz in passing situations, fell to twenty three percent blitz in this game. Ed Donatello was saying all these things on a Thursday before the the game, like all oh, this. Oh, you're going to like the way we play. You know, it's our time to step up as a defense now. And I told you, I was like, you better be right. He better be right. He was wrong. So did you hear the latest that, you know, of course, Sean McVay is going back to the Rams. Mm-hmm. Mike LaFleur is going to go sign with the Rams, the mm-hmm. former OC of the New York Jets. Perfect spot. Remember, it's LaFleur, Shanahan, you know, Sala, Matt LaFleur up in Green Bay. All those guys know each other. So anybody coming off of any of these staffs is always going to have a spot. <laughs> Yeah, of course. In, in the league. There's totally no incestuous, yes. And then uh, Jonathan Jones on CBS yesterday reported that teams are asking for a one and two threes for Sean Payton. Or the Saints are asking for a one and two, or, and two threes in the draft from teams that want to sign Sean Payton. And it sounds like uh, Carolina's going to try to interview him. I don't, see, I don't see that working. He is, according to Jonathan Jones, openly politicking for the L.A. Charger job. Which isn't even open yet. Owners like uh, the coach. The GM likes the coach. And again, if the owner decides we're going to bring in Sean Payton here, they'll be blowing everybody out of there. Sure. All right, let's go to Jay in Bergen County. What's up, Jay? Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? All right, Jay, Jay, what's what's happening? Hey, quick question. A couple segments ago, Gio, you were were talking about uh, certain franchises having loser DNA, right? Yeah. the second, second point you made was poor ownership. Mm-hmm. Now, in baseball, I understand ownership having an effect of, of what's going out onto the field. But as far as football goes, now, mind you, I'm a big Jet fan. As football goes, how does ownership or bad ownership or good ownership affect what sort of product the team Well, I'll, g- I'll give you a great example. So, so with when Woody Johnson decided to go over and be the ambassador of the, of the U.S. to England all the, that uh, time during the Trump administration, right. he, uh, left, he left the team in the hands his of brother his brother who was not up for the job. Now, if you remember, he was the one that hired Adam Gase. He right. was the one. He ended up saying he's coaching where football is going. So when the owners hire these bad coaches and these bad GMs, you know that is really where it comes from. And sometimes they're finicky. Sometimes they don't stick with a guy. Sometimes they stick with a guy too long. And Boomer opened up the show saying just that, that it's the owner who is hiring the GMs and the coaches, and it's the GM who's going out and getting the players. That's the way it works, yeah. So, like, uh, John Mara hired uh, Pat Shermer. John Mara hired Joe Judge. Yeah. And I think he, you know, he reflected his disappointment in those hirings when he basically said last year when he hired Brian Dable, you know, we screwed up our quarterback six ways to Sunday, essentially. 
and he re- and he recognized it. And guess what? He finally got the coach that has brought the best out in the quarterback. Although I would say that Pat Shermer early on in Daniel Jones's career was bringing the best out in Daniel Jones. It's just that he dipped under Joe Judge. You, 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 it's almost like luck of the draw. I mean, how many how many times do you hire a, a GM and you just strike out? It's just every time, over and over and over. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a culture thing, too. I mean, I really do believe that. I mean, like, like Dan Snyder, for example. I mean, that guy has created a toxic culture in that organization for decades now, and clearly he's going to be out of the league. So, I mean, it, it, you know, when he says that the fish stinks from the head down, I mean, that that is true. So, like, it's if it's football, if it's baseball, it's whatever. Now, of course, because of the baseball and the money spent and not being a cap sport, even though now you got the, the competitive balance tax, you know, you could say that an owner's pocketing the revenue share money or whatever, and he's not putting it into the team. And, yes, there's more examples of that in baseball, but... I mean, in football, there's there's bad owners, man. You know, they're just they're just are. I mean, think about like I know things have changed since Boomer played, but when he was with the Arizona Cardinals, they deliberately benched him so he couldn't get a bonus. Like, where do you think that comes from? It comes from ownership, right? So that I mean, there's examples of bad ownership all throughout wow. football, and the league has changed significantly over the years, and it's it's a much more player-friendly league in that regard. Yeah. And, you because know, owners are realizing, you know, their team's value is growing exponentially each and every year to the point where, you know, the Bengals were a $6 million team in 1969 when they bought into the NFL, and now that team's probably worth $4 billion. So they're a little bit less frugal, but I will say the, the Bengals and the Steelers, uh, the Bears, all these old-school teams end up running the team the same way. And I got to tell you, the Bengals and the Steelers both have been very successful franchises when it comes to winning, but the Steelers have the Super Bowls, the Bengals don't. Yep. That's the big difference. Jack in Stony Brook. Jack, what's happening? Hey, what's up? I want to talk about the officiating over the weekend. <clears throat> yeah. And mainly, um, did you guys think that was a block in the back on Mark Andrews last night? As close. You know, I, it could have been called. I mean, do I you guess. think he was going to make that tackle at that point really would be the question? I mean, my problem with it was, like, the refs are 40 yards behind the play. Yeah, I know. They they ran out of gas about around the 20-yard <laughs> line. I mean, one ref looks like, like he has a knee replacement. Like, the guy shouldn't be on the field. Well, you know, the other thing, too, is you want your experienced refs in these games as well. You know, you want your best referees out there. You don't want the worst. And believe me, the league is, half of the, half of the league is a mess when it comes to refereeing. So, yeah, and then also, the, um, yeah. the expedited reviews yesterday... Like, they were very, they weren't, like, um, consistent. They were very spotty. They weren't consistent at all. Well, welcome to the new NFL where they do have expedited reviews. I don't even know if fans even know this. Well, they, they were doing it throughout the year, but it was just really on display during the playoffs. No, so they, been, they were doing it last year a little bit, too. Yeah. So, basically, what you're hearing from the uh, referee, he is getting on his mic, and he's saying, you know, after further discussion, that was an incomplete pass. After further discussion, you know, uh, that was uh, short of the line to gain. After further discussion, uh, the ball didn't break the plane. So what they're doing is they're actually reviewing the game in New York. So the coaches don't have to throw flag, you know, the replay challenge flags. And New York is right in touch with the referee saying, that's a confirmed touchdown. That's a, hey, you got, that's not a first down. You got to move the ball back. Uh, that was not a completed pass. You know, they're not letting teams go up there and run up there and run a play to try to get one of these, you know, Fugazi uh, pass completions completed. They're trying to get the plays and the calls right on the field. And I have to say, I like the way they're doing it. 
It's just just know that New York has got involvement here. Which I think is great. I, I've got no problem with it because every one of these I said was right. He's now. in bounds. He's out of bounds. You know, on the sidelines, all the things that are reviewable. And and by the way, you know, they changed the call on the field at that point. If a coach doesn't like that, then he still can challenge. It's not like the expedited review then ends up taking away a challenge, right? You could take but, but a longer look at it. They don't. Call, they don't really say expedited review on the field. They say after further discussion on the yeah, field. Yeah. So they make it sound like it's the guys on the field talking right. together. When in actuality, it's New York talking to you know the referee saying, "Oh, by the way, uh, you guys screwed that up. Uh, that is an incomplete pass." Oh, after further review, that's an incomplete pass, and you know and that's the way it's working. So I I kind of like it because if you know that that's the case, if you're the uh, one of the head coaches. You're not throwing the flag. Yeah, you know they've already looked at it. Right, and this is this is one of those things that people have talked about for years in instant replay. Like, why can't there just be somebody up there who just does it <laughs> to sit here and challenge and figure it out? Yeah. And it ended up working at least for for it, now. No, it seems like it's it's seamless, and it seems like they're doing a good job getting the calls right, and that's all we want. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all in one e commerce platform to their in person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got. You covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. Fifteen percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers ten percent of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across one hundred and seventy-five countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning twenty-four-seven help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/slash/OdysseyPodcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/slash/OdysseyPodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/slash/OdysseyPodcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we're in Geo. Football Monday on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. And just to check in on that Odell Beckham Jr. trade to the Browns at this point, that got the Giants the 17th pick in that upcoming draft that they used on Dexter Lawrence. You saw where Odell Beckham Jr.'s career went. And what's going on now with him? I understand he was on a Super Bowl winning team. He got hurt in that game. And you see what Dexter Lawrence is now doing for the New York Giants. And 
Dexter Lawrence did a hell of a lot more in his playoff, first playoff game than Odell Beckham Jr. did in his with the Giants. Oh, yeah, and so did Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, I mean, Darius Slayton, I don't know what else to tell you. They're playing with guys that are, you know, basically uh, are trying to prove it uh, to the coaches and to the ownership. And um, I was just reading Peter King's uh, Football Morning in America article, and he, and he really does highlight a number of the... Peter King? Yep. Issues that, you know, Joe Shane and Brian Dayball inherited here when it came to the cap and some of the shortcomings on their roster. But I also have to say that some of their most important positions are well-stocked. Their two offensive tackles look like bookend, you know, twins. And they're playing well. You have two interior guys in Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence that are wrecking crew. Uh, Xavier McKinney, when he's not riding on uh, four-wheelers, uh, could sh- it damn shows you that they are different when he's back there. So, I, you know, there's a lot of guys that are left over from that previous group uh, that are showing themselves, including Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. All right, Jerry's back to recap it all one more time. Actually, no, we've got two more times. I go home early today. Oh, so gee, yeah, this, this morning is going more very time. slow for you. Yeah, no, this is dragging. This is dragging like the Bills Dolphins game that was a four and a half hour game. I mean, my God, was that not the slowest game ever played? Jeez, it felt that way. Well, a lot of incomplete passes and I was surprised turnovers and crazy things. I was surprised they pushed back the start time at Giants Vikings because it's on two different networks, and I just thought maybe they have a ten minute slip time. That's what they have. All right, and they used it. Uh, we are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're also brought to you by HL Gross Jewelers. Shop HL Gross in Garden City or at HLGross.com. Here's how the fourth and eight sounded on the Giants Radio Network with Bob Papa on the fan yesterday. Fourth and eight for the Minnesota 48. Put to the right of Cousins. Cousins calls out signals, takes the snap, he's back to throw, he's under pressure, got hit as he throws, completes it to his right, but he's short of the first down as Hawkinson, he's wrapped up, what a play by the Giants! And Xavier McKinney, and that did it, as the Giants could take the knee three times and beat the Vikings 31-24 as they advance into the NFC Divisional Round of the postseason, Bob Popper with the call on the fan, here's Brian Dable, yeah, you can enjoy it, you can celebrate a little bit, but because they win, that means their season continues. we got a lot of work to do let's go back look at this tape correct things we need to correct and you know we've got a lot of work to do uh, but it's enjoyable work to be able to be working at this time of year otherwise they'd be going home daniel jones over 300 yards passing couple of touchdowns ran for 78 uh he was asked what his first playoff game was like uh was definitely some uh anticipation and some hype going into it but uh once we settled in and played uh you know it was very very similar same things that went in the regular season win in the postseason we talked a lot about isaiah hodgins today the eight catches 105 yards and a score he says we believe in us i feel like our confidence level is high uh, every week coming in you know not a lot of people believe in us you know we come in with that chip on our shoulder every single week and just i'm um, going out there and try to prove people wrong and a couple of things defensively here was Kayvon thibodeau happy to be a part of this as they get the job done uh we're gonna fight to the end you know we're a bunch of uh, humble cats and, and we was blessed with the opportunity man we, we're proud to be here we're proud to to have this opportunity so we're gonna take it with the most up, most up respect there you, you go know, is, is it amazing like the how different the good and the bad look in the nfl like a really good defense as compared to a really bad defense. Oh, the I mean, Ravens, the Ravens, and the the Forty Niners they fly around. I mean, it just looks like they're playing a different game. Yeah, and then offensively too, without a doubt. But I mean, there's there's like never 
in, in, that I saw, was there anybody as wide open as there was 15 times yesterday with the Viking Giant game that there wasn't, you know, Bengals Ravens? They're just playing, they just play better defense. They're just flying around with purpose. There's guys that are, that are just their responsibilities. They're not moving around. It's not like they're breaking contain. You see Daniel Jones running for 15 yards. You look at some of these highlights. There's just wide open turf. Like, where are, where are the where 11 guys on defense? Where is everybody? Like they're playing with eight guys. <laughs> and conversely, the I know Seattle figured it out a little bit, but the first two offensive series Seattle had Saturday, it looked like the Niners had 15 guys on defense. Yeah, right, exactly. They couldn't go anywhere without being gang-tackled. So I'm here. Here was Dexter Lawrence. So he had that roughing the passer penalty, which was a complete joke. He was asked if the refs gave him any clarity on to why it was called. Not yet, but I'm going to get an explanation. I'm going to understand what happened because I, I can't tell you. They didn't tell me anything. I, just, I was just go, going off on them a little bit, but that's it. Not only that, right, so I'm going to actually unwrap some yeah, as he I, throws them. I'm going to take you back to the DeMar Hamlin injury for a second. Defensive players feel like the rules that are put in place for player safety go against pretty much everything that they do on the field. So therefore, sometimes themselves. And you see a lot of like, I mean, high arm tackling. You know, there's a lot of broken tackles because of the way the defensive players are now taught to play and things of that nature. And it's different. And this is like, this is an example of this. I mean, he grazed his face mask. They tried to, they're trying to stay away from that. Like in other words, if you graze the face mask, they're not going to call it automatically. That was one of the emphasis points of emphasis starting the season this year. So he grazed his face mask. So it can't be because of that. It has to be because of the way he tackled them. But, you know, he's a 330 to 50-pound man who's rolling himself. I mean, what is he supposed to do? Yeah, I, I don't know. Didn't end up hurting him in the end. But, yes, there this, this, will be a call like that, a roughing the passer, that will end up impacting the outcome of the game at some point in this postseason. You just know it will. Now, I'm going to play this. Probably not the best timing for you. Mm-hmm. But you said that all morning. Uh, well, that's true, too. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, I was surprised. I thought this would have been a question for today or when the Vikings clear out as opposed to 20 minutes after they lose and the season ends. Hey, Kirk Cousins, you want to sign an extension? <laughs> I, I really have a hard time focusing on beyond right now. Um, but it's an easy question to answer in the sense that I, I love being a Minnesota Viking. It's a weird time to ask that, no? Right after the game? Like, I, I get today. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that happens a lot, right? With a, Like Aaron Rodgers right after the game was asked if he was going to retire or not, right? I mean, I feel like guys yes. ask about the players' futures right after the game. I feel like that happened. Yeah, I guess so. I thought it was weird timing, but you might be right. Uh, Giants-Eagles this weekend in the divisional round of the playoffs. We'll get you the schedule in a moment. Last night, the Bengals beat the Ravens 24-17. The game-tying play was the Sam Hubbard 98-yard fumble recovery return for a touchdown. Here he was. That was pretty exciting. Yeah. uh, Credit to Logan Wilson punching it out and uh, just being in the right place, right time. So close. Got a few blocks along the way, and uh, I was just worried about getting tracked down. I'm glad I made it to the end zone. Nothing like he punched it out. He grabbed it and threw it. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like, yes. Now, Mark Andrews gave some really good hustle trying to track him down. He says just a brutal way, the way that game changed with the one play. It's just tough. You know, I think you look at the offense and we're moving the ball, ball making big-time plays. People are doing the jobs, and... You know, to get down to the the one or whatever it was, and 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 sneak it, and for that to happen, just a freak thing, and and for them to turn around and get seven, you know, it's basically a fourteen point swing. It sure was, and they lost the game because of it. Joe Burrow, ugly win, but a win is a win. Yeah, that's what it looks like. 
And whenever you play a divisional team for the third time, it's, <laughs> it's going to be tough. It's going to be ugly. All that matters is you come out with a win. Look at you. <laughs> look at you. You wow. and Kenny Anderson and... That's... <laughs> How wow! That's the picture they went with. Kenny Anderson looks like he's sixty-five. There, I know, right? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? What what happened? Why does that like if you Kenny Anderson at that age was probably what like seriously thirty? No, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. 30, 34, 35, Yeah, I, I mean maybe. that's what a fifty-five-year-old man looks like today. Right? Why is that? We do eat a little bit better. I think we uh, move a little bit more, maybe. But he's a professional athlete. Doesn't mean I don't know. Maybe he still ate pizza and wings. I have no idea. Drank a lot of Coors Light. I didn't yeah. I know that. Yes. Smoking. Oh, by the way, yeah, he most did not people smoke. don't smoke anymore. <laughs> I mean, did he, he didn't smoke? smoke either? He did not smoke. No. He wasn't one of those guys on the sidelines that we've nope. seen in the past. Uh, there were a few other guys, though, but not him. There were just as I was getting in, there were still guys that were doing that. <laughs> that on the field. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. after practice or right. whatever. Yeah. But I mean, in general, in society, everybody used to smoke. They probably advanced the aging process yeah. in terms of what you look like. Maybe it's just it just truly is amazing. Like you know, the forty the forty five year old thirty years ago is what the sixty five year old looks yeah. like now. Yeah, it's nuts. Yes, it is. Uh, the early game, indeed, that took a long time was the Bills beating the Dolphins thirty four thirty one. Josh Allen third quarter TD passes to Cole Beasley and Gabe Davis. Here was Allen, even though he did throw a couple of interceptions. You know what? We win. We move on. We set goals at the beginning of the year. Uh, we've got one goal in mind and. Um, that's to win the world championship, and uh, to do that, you gotta you gotta win the playoffs. Catch by Gabe Davis. I found myself rooting for the Dolphins here because it would have been such a crazy. Oh, me too. Upset. Yeah. Like, and then like I I don't know. Was like, I supposed to feel bad about that because the Bills are the new America's team? No, like, but we could have put the sports gods to bed. Yeah, I re- I mean, I really was rooting for the. I was like, this was. I was trying to think of a bigger upset with all things considering a wild card weekend. I mean, this would be right there in the conversation if it had happened. It didn't, but I no, mean, they took the lead on them. Man, oh man, down that, seventeen nothing. This was just this was, and Eddie was awake for this. <laughs> yeah, did you? Uh, I mean, were you, was your fandom activated for this game? Well, because going in, I figured zero chance. Yeah. So in a way, it's worse because, like, hey, it's right here in that fourth and one, and then. Right. Yeah. I know. Delay a game. I, I Listen, I know. I had a, a full start on a fourth and inches. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a quarterback. Yeah, it's true. And right. a backup quarterback. Right. You had a third stringer. Yep, you did. Tonight, the Cowboys take on the Bucks. We'll have it for you on the fan at eight. Would you like to hear the Al Michaels game winner? He is getting yeah, I mean, hammered online for this. Yeah, let's hear it. So this was the Jaguars down 27 nothing. Come back, they're down two. And here is what turned out to be the game-winning kick on NBC. Here we go for the win. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag down as everybody's running out onto the field. But there's a penalty marker. And they call it on the defense. I mean, Al totally screwed this up. <laughs> every, I know Dave Portnoy was all yeah. over this. A lot of people are over. Every bit of criticism I thought was warranted. I, I don't know if it's like Tony Dungy, like sucked the life out of him. Because <laughs> what a bore. I mean, maybe that's what it was because Tony's boring. But like, what in the hell? <laughs> like, and it was the whole game, too. Yeah, I mean, how about the two-point conversion? There was nothing there. Uh, yeah, I th- maybe it's because like they were up 27 nothing, and now was just like, oh, great. Here's another stupid game that I have to call. I, but, I mean, they it came all the way back. It's one of the great playoff comebacks. And the two of these guys were just, like, lounging. 
Here's how it sounded in Jacksonville, Jaguars radio. Cook puts it down. Patterson's kick is up. The field goal is good! 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 The Jaguars have won it! The Jaguars have won it! They have come back from 27-0 to win the game and move on! How good is that? Wow, how good is that? That is really good. By the way, Doug Peterson. All right, think about him as a coach for a second and how this pairing with uh, Trevor Lawrence works out. Quarterback throws four interceptions in the first uh, half. They have five turnovers. They come back and win the game, and the quarterback throws three touchdown passes, Trevor Lawrence, in the second half, and, I mean, is spot on. And he is a completely different player. Doug Peterson going forward on fourth down a couple times, going for two points to get them a chance to win the game via a field goal, which ends up happening. I mean, everything that he did in the second half from a coaching coaching perspective yeah. was the right thing. And everything that Brandon Staley did in the second half was uh, the wrong, wrong thing. thing. Yeah, I mean, that's what we were talking about on Friday, yeah. about the reason why I ended up picking the Jaguars was because of the coach. Now, I didn't expect to be 27 nothing and then a huge comeback, but... I wonder, I mean, we're never going to know, but if, if Doug Peterson were hired by the Jets and it wasn't Rob Sala, would Zach Wilson be in the situation that he's in? You know, I mean, that's the stuff that I wonder. Never know. You never know. Here was, though, a lot of people were wondering how Lawrence and the Jaguars kept their composure down 27 nothing. So he tells a story, it's 20 seconds, he tells a story about the mentality and how Peterson has basically implemented it. Coach showed a video of, I don't know if you guys heard of Jocko. You guys can look it up. It's this video we talked about good. And it's like, no matter what happens, that's your response. Good. You know, threw four picks in the first half. Good. You know, he showed that back in, I don't know if it was training camp or during the season, maybe when we were on that losing streak. I don't know when it was, but that's just been our mindset. You know, then we say on the sideline, joking around, one of the linemen, I forget who it was, said to me after I threw three or four picks, he was like, good. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps everybody well, calm. So, but here's the thing. So when you're hiring a coach, and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. But most of the time, I would want to have somebody who's sat in that seat before and knows how to lead men, not just one half of the ball. Somebody knows how, because of his experiences throughout his career, has seen some of the best do it and do it in a way that has gotten the most out of the players that he's coaching. And that's why, like, when you... All these hot shot coordinators getting looks and all this other stuff. You don't know how they're going to be handling defense and how they're going to be handling locked block run like your team. Right, exactly. Now, I understand they won 13 regular season games. That's a feather in the guy's cap. He won the division in his first year, but that's exactly what you're talking about. It's a young offensive guy who tried to just hand the defense over to somebody who was a veteran that he trusted and then was hands off the defense and he gave it to a moron. So, <laughs> and he never fixed it. Oh, so that's exactly what we're talking about. In the meantime, about. it's worked out for Dable first time around. Yes, it has. Well, but, he, but, but, he, but, but he's that, been we're talking about before. He gave he's, the play calling to Kafka. No, I understand. You know, he br- brings in Wink Martindale. I, as a, I mean, like, and then right, he, but, he's got his hands in everything. It, it, it's all, by the way, opposite of what the Jets have. You know, the Jets started. Everybody was new. Quarterback was new. OC was new. Quarterback coach was new. The uh, the head coach was new. Everybody was new. Right, and, and, and they they've never been through it like a head coach has to go Ke- through it. Kevin O'Connor. I mean, Brian Dable's been on so many staffs as right. we talked about before. You know, he's worked for just about everybody. He's been on Super Bowl staffs, national championship staffs. I mean, Kevin O'Connell spent like six minutes getting Sean McVay coffee. <laughs> 
Like all, all these, like, yeah, like all these owners, like these hot guys. Like, I'm like, man, get the guys that have the experience. I mean, you know, it was just like five years ago. He was the San Francisco. This is what his job coach was with the San Francisco 49ers. Special projects. <laughs> 2006 49ers, Kevin O'Connell was the special projects coach. What's he doing? Like, making origami? Like, here's a special project. Hey, he's the head coach in the NFL. He's 1 of 32, bro, won 13 games this year. Yeah, right, exactly. And then got it stuck up his ass by someone who knew how to do it better than him. So what does that really mean? Really, seriously, what does it really mean? It beats going, it, it, it's, it, it, it's, 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 a, it's basically a miracle that that team won 13 games. It's a uh, miracle. It beats going 4-13, and 13, I can tell you that. Well, I don't know, Only maybe 4-13, and 13, they have a shot to get a, the quarterback of the future or something. Knicks beat the Pistons 117-104. New York's won 7-8. A loss for the Nets, 112-102 to the Thunder. St. John's upset number 6, UConn, 85-74. How was that game, Jerry? I didn't see it. I was right. doing the Rutgers game. We were following along the score. Right. Uh, cause oh, oh the Rutgers games at the same time? Yeah, it was essentially the same time. Two upsets, yes. man. Um, for who? Well, for local teams. Uh, no, Rutgers was not the upset. Rutgers was favored. Oh, they were favored. Okay. Yes. They beat Ohio State in overtime, 68-64. I don't know what they were favored by, but they have the better record than Ohio State does. Um, but the St. John's one was absolutely an upset. Canadians beat the Rangers by the score of 2-1. That's an upset, too. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. on the fan and CBS Sports Network. This was the nightmare that I envisioned a few weeks back. And yes, I got activated as a fan on Friday and wanted my team to win and wanted to be able to 
celebrate this morning, but it didn't happen. And all the things that I dreamt of on the negative side of things ended up coming to fruition. And this is a huge day for Giants fans to celebrate. And, you know, I hate the term house money. I don't like that. And that's what's going to be used. You know, no pressure on the Giants this week. House money going into Philadelphia. I mean, no, it's not. I mean, they like... Take it from a guy, and Jets fans can definitely uh, agree with this. When your team just hasn't won, and I know the Jets won Super Bowl three, but your team hasn't won in either forever or never. When you're in the thing, it's it's special, and you have no idea what the hell's going to happen, and it's not house money. So that should not be the way this is looked at. Philadelphia Eagles aren't unbeatable. For God's sakes, you almost saw Skylar Thompson beat the Buffalo Bills yesterday in Buffalo. Everybody's beatable. Everybody's beatable. So yes. house money's not not the phrase here. And you got to enjoy every single moment of your team being in the playoffs. Unfortunately for me, I cannot because it's three and a half hours of torture. And, you know, as I mentioned, our buddy Lee Einsiedler sent me $250 worth of tacos yesterday. That showed up at the door, which is unbelievable. <laughs> the guy's just incredible. But um, how did he find the taco place? I don't know. It was somewhere in Ronkonkoma. It was somewhere in Ronkonkoma, but he found it. And uh, he he said to me, he goes, "At least it's over." And I thought about that, and I was like, "That's not the way it should be." Right? Yeah, yeah. By the way, he's a Packer fan, so think about how it ended for him. I know it ended horribly for him. There was a bunch of Packer players, by the way, celebrating the Vikings' loss yesterday, which I actually kind of liked because I was like, "That's great that the players actually care about this." You know what I'm saying? Sure. And yeah. It's still, and it's not like everybody's a friend. But he, but he said that, and he's right. Like in the sense of, like at least it's over. Meaning that the torture and the impending doom and the 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 just the gut-wrenching watching of your football team getting dismantled. Like, I don't have to worry about that, at least for several months. And the Giants do have an opportunity uh, next week now, and it's just incredible that we're sitting here getting ready for Giants-Eagles in the divisional round. Uh, all right, let's go to Tom and Syosset. What's going on, Tom? Good morning. Hey, Gio and Boomer, good morning. How are you? And Gio, I love you, man. You're you're doing a good job uh, here today. It's a tough show, I know. But um, I'm not sure if you. I heard you mention the actual greatest irony of your Viking fandom. I, I remember earlier this year, like if during preseason, you were ripping trash in the Giants yeah. defense, reading their names, joking where yeah. they grabbed them off the street. And even one guy, you joked around that he had played on the practice squad of five different teams. I specifically yeah. remember that. Yeah, I remember. But he I didn't really last did. very long. At least I was right about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And at the end, it was your defense that let you down. But yeah. listen, I know it's a tough show. I don't want to rip on you. I still love yeah, you. Can. You made up. You're you're making amends, and you made amends with this giant fan. I love you, buddy. Well, thanks, Tom. Oh, there you go. go. There you go. You should be you should feel good about that. The love is mutual, there, Tom. I appreciate it. And yes, I mean it, the the whole thing just just came back. I mean this was this was classic. Don't touch the money. This was classic sports karma. This was this is the greatest example of. Being wrong in sports that I that I could ever being wrong. You are right. Remember, you are right for. I, I keep saying you are right for four days, three hours, and forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. You are right. You kept telling the giant fans, "Don't worry, you're going to win. Don't worry about it. It's going to be second and six. Saquon's going to get a first. Daniel Jones going to outrush. You know, out uh, outrun the pass rush. He's going to make a first down on a run. I mean, everything that you spoke about came came to fruition. I mean, it was amazing. Right. In in this particular game, yes. I'm talking about Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and this Giants team this year. And and the fact that, 
you know, their ultimate exclamation point win with Daniel Jones playing his best game is beating my team in the playoffs. I mean, that that to me is what I'm talking about. But as far as the game and how it went, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen it a million times. I've seen it. I just, just going into these games because, I mean, I, I hate to compare it to like real trauma in somebody's life, and I'm not going to do that. But like these feelings that I had when I was younger with those losses were all coming back. They were all like that same gut-wrenching, horrible feeling. We're all coming back. And and like from 98 to 2000 to 2009, just they're all coming back. And it's just, that's that's the worst. Like that that's the worst part of being a sports fan. And then on the other hand, you know, those Giants fans that they watched the run in 07 and 11 and the other Super Bowls that they won. I mean, all those great feelings are probably coming back. Like this remind. See, it's funny. It's like when you've got positive reference points, man. Like that's like that's the difference between being a positive or negative fan. So like yesterday with the the Giants ending up, you know, winning the game, a Giant fan's probably thinking this is reminding me of 2007. Whereas I'm sitting here going, this is reminding me of 98. <laughs> on and on and on and on and on. So that's why I feel that way. Okay, okay. Not my fault, it's their fault. Would, would you like me to get a sports therapist for you? No, no, no. There's nothing, that, there's nothing anybody can do about it. Because, like, so, you know, when I told you before, I'm like, I don't know if I could do this anymore. Like, I, I don't know if I could be this invested anymore. And I, I, there were years where I wasn't as... Invested, but the, the the problem is once they get into the playoffs, and once I feel like they might might have an opportunity to win a championship or at least win an NFC championship game and go to the Super Bowl, which I haven't seen in my lifetime, then I get activated again. It all comes back. I it, all, it all comes back. Yeah, but you got activated for about five minutes on Friday, and I got I got to say this to you. You know, you're not really practicing what you're preaching because you're telling Giant fans now, look. You, anybody's beatable in the NFC. You can make it all the way to the Super Bowl, but yet you really didn't. Well, because they're the Giants. I, because they're oh, the Giants. Was, all right, but you really that's didn't why. feel that in your heart about your team. That's right. Okay. They're the Giants, and the reason why I didn't feel it in my heart about my team is because I've, I've seen it a mil. I've just seen it a million times. So I. So this team here, this particular team. Yeah. You know, nobody on this team was a part of any of those teams. That's right. right. Nobody. But, except but I told for the you, it's loser, it's loser DNA. Oh, I see. It's loser DNA. I mean, I'm telling you right now, when you walk through the hallways and you see the faces on the walls, you know, when you see Lawrence Taylor, you see Carl Banks, you see Harry Carson, you see Phil Sims, you see Michael Strahan, Eli Manning, and and you see the Lombardis in the cases. You say winners. There's winner DNA in that building. You know, and then... When you walk through, you know, the Vikings, climate-controlled, wuss-bag wuss head coach, bopping around, <laughs> handing out cookies. It's a different thing. It's a different thing. And it's like, oh, man, like, hey, we got a beautiful practice facility, climate-controlled. We got a beautiful stadium, climate-controlled. Oh, man, we're just happy to be here. How great is this? It's just different. It just There's loser DNA in franchises. You know, we uh, had Devin McCourty on yesterday with us in the NFL Today. And he was great. Just this whole perspective of the way things have changed in the NFL and why coaches like Kevin O'Connell actually are successful is because of the way that they deliver their message. And it's with warmth and empathy. And it's with uh, understanding as opposed to like, you know, getting into your face and, 
you know, getting all over you. Got to be both, though. I'm telling you, you got to be both. And and you can't. So the coaches that are left, I mean, you saw brought the the best of Brian Dable yesterday in that regard. Like the empathy for Darius Slayton, but yet there was a guy who made a critical error that he's screaming in his face. And you've seen that before during the regular season, but he knew the Darius Slayton thing like he needed to pick him up at that moment. You've seen that. I mean, I don't think that Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor are, are that, that total, you know, empathetic coach. I think that they have that in them. I think that they're players coaches, but I also think that they have that edge in them yeah. as well. But they also have two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Helps. Yeah, I agree. I but mean, but I'm know. just talking about their personalities. You know, I, like, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I know every team is a little bit different. So, you know, I would say that Kevin O'Connell inherited an overall, you know, a, a very successful team with a, veteran quarterback and you know he just had to make some tweaks to the offense and unfortunately the defense fell apart and they ended up winning 13 games brian dable accepts a job it's a completely different set of circumstances the owners say we want our quarterback to remain here you got to fix him you got to unlock him you got to you got a little tough love you know that whole thing about the way that he scripted practice in preseason to to make daniel fail to see how he was going to react to the failures and then to be on his ass in that first game against tennessee that we pointed out yeah and, you know, I remember that coming in that Sunday morning saying, I mean, that Monday morning right after that Tennessee game saying, that's what Daniel needs. That Daniel needs to be told that no more. You can't do this. And, you know, right then and there, it stopped. It, it pretty much stopped to the point where he played his best game as a pro yesterday in the biggest game of, uh, of his pro life. Because, of course, he did. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.